Anthony Broom is with the Wolverine.com. Anthony, Clayton Safey, Chris Ballas, Doug Skeen, John Borton, all over the story like they have been uh, for the last three weeks. So, Anthony, uh, I shared your tweet where it, it was expected that they were going to be so weak to do this when the Michigan team plane was just in the air or just landing. Yeah, I mean, anyone who was suspicious that might be the case, I mean, it's it's almost it's it's almost to the T of the script you would have written for that. So, um, yeah, for me, it's... Um, I don't know. It's 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 an interesting place to be in today. And if Michigan is able to get the injunction out of this, then it looks what happened today even stupider. Yeah, that they're making somebody. It's like what happens in our court system. Somebody will just force you to go to court, claim something. You have to go get the temporary restraining order, but they made you and lawyers and spend money and time and stress and go get it done. We see that all the time. And I agree. If like I believe. Within the next couple of hours, they could have that injunction. Uh, if it comes back so fast that a judge gives it to them, and then a hearing is scheduled within the next 14 days, which really would be within the next 12, because you have the holiday weekend, uh, that Ohio State game on that Thanksgiving weekend, and then the, you, you roll out evidence. And, and then Harbaugh has his attorneys within the Big Ten. What I love, they said, oh, this isn't about Jim Harbaugh. He had nothing. We can find no connection to Connor Stallions, which I guess helps the NCAA case uh, that's going on right now. But this is about the University of Michigan. So they basically cited a lack of institutional control without a thorough investigation. This is what gets me, because the narrative all along is we don't, we don't have evidence that Harbaugh knew of stuff. We, we, know this isn't, we don't see this as a witch hunt. But in this suspension that was that was sent down today, you're saying that you know we're gonna we're gonna suspend someone who is you know emblematic of the university in terms of the football program. So for Jim Harbaugh, it's I think they're gonna be able to get this injunction fairly quickly. I think that Michigan probably it, this is just gonna get uglier. I mean, this it's not. It's not all that unexpected that we're here today, given you know all of the you know everything that we know about the story led us to what was going to happen today. Um, it's a little surprising, and maybe it shouldn't be all that surprising that you know you wait till the team's on a plane, and, and and that's the other thing too is that you know the Big Ten from the start has said we don't want to impose a punishment that has a direct impact on the players. Well, when your head coach gets on a plane with the entire team, and then all of a sudden. You know, they have Wi-Fi on the plane. Those kids are checking their phones. Maybe they shouldn't be. They should be locking in. Uh, you know, there's a business trip to, to tend to this weekend. But that's just, it's so contradictory. And, and it just, you know, the further and further the story goes on, it just becomes more and more apparent that they, they, they want Jim Harbaugh's head on a spike. They do. And I don't know where it goes from here. Um, you know, certainly it feels like the season finale of Seinfeld where everyone that's ever wronged you comes back to, to kind of put you on the stand, so to speak. But it's uh, here we are. We're into the weekend, and this is just getting uglier. Yeah, if you go back to uh, December 9th, 2020, interesting about the Big Ten and they stand by their rules, they amended the rule allowing Ohio State to play in the conference title game. <laughs> 
that was the pandemic year. Remember, with not enough games and. Uh, yeah, I, I think Tony Petiti, as I said before I came to you, and Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com joining us, that Michigan will never coexist with him again. Never. Uh, and and this will be ACC would love to have Michigan. SEC, I don't know, but I know ACC would to protect Florida State, Clemson, those guys in the conference, uh, because the rivalries are done, the tradition, the trust, with any other Big Ten member school and all the money and exposure that Michigan has brought the conference, I'd say stick it. Uh, sue us. We're going to leave uh, if you want to try and hold us to it. Because I'm telling you right now, NBC, Peacock, Fox, CBS, they're all they're all calling Tony Petiti, a guy who worked for a couple of those entities, or at least CBS, and, and they're saying, well, Tony, what are you doing? What are you, well, they're still playing. I'm not hurting the TV ratings. Uh, no, 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 no. You are. You have created a a divide with Michigan that will never be repaired unless Petiti goes. That's it. That's I think that's at. fair to say. I think that's fair to say. I don't know that this is a tenable relationship in terms of. Again, I still have my doubts. Michigan's going anywhere, leaving conference. No, I'm not ready to go there yet. But um, I could see why people might want to start having those, you know, internal conversations like. Do we really want to deal with this? And, and if he's if he's running this conference, and you know the the member schools are trying to kind of dictate and, and expedite a process that you felt that you're due, um, I can see why they would feel that way. So again, I just think you know with all the the loopholes and, and the the tone and the verbiage, um, I just I think it's it's pretty it's it's BS. I think it's cowardice. I think it's feckless leadership. And I think, you know, the, the other schools will probably find that out if something happens with them. But like we, I, we talked about this yesterday, like once, once they go to court with this, everyone's skeletons are coming out on this one. So it's, um, you know, if you're someone who loves the drama, buckle in. It's going to be a good time for you. But I think this is going to be ugly, and I think it's going to be scrappy for a long time. Yeah, just remember 2020, that COVID year, they changed the rules where Indiana – would have won the tiebreakers, but they made sure Ohio State was there. Yeah, with what Michigan has done for the conference, uh, what they uh, have brought in and what they've made the Big Ten, uh, Tony Petiti, uh, his inexperience has shown throughout this entire uh, process, whether it's Jim Delaney behind the scenes or just member schools who are tired of seeing Harbaugh win and fear what he has built, that, my Lord, if he if he tops off two back-to-back Big Ten college football playoff seasons, and he wins a third straight Big Ten title, beats Ohio State for a third straight time, and wins a national championship. Wow, look at the difference between Iowa and Northwestern and Michigan or Ryan Day losing three straight times. But now he has, well, Harbaugh, you know, I, I think they cheated all all three times to beat us, even though, you know, Stallions wasn't there. I mean, it, everything, like you mentioned, even with dropping this when the team's in the air. Is that or just landed? Everything is so transparent. Why this began in the first place? Why it's happening? Yet Tony Petiti is not looking at the impact Michigan financially, uh, academically, uh, and team-wise, men's and women, uh, what they mean to the Big Ten. And I'm telling you, if I'm Santa Ono, I I start having conversations beyond my lawyers right now. And why should there be any loyalty at all? 
to any other conference member or anybody from the Big Ten office ever again in Ann Arbor. Once again, uh, it is, I've said it all week, that I think it was in everyone's best interest for cooler heads to prevail. I think that strong leadership looks to kind of tamp down a situation instead of throw gasoline on the fire. Uh, Like I said, I I think the inexperience has shown in letting coaches and administrators kind of collectively say something needs to be done. And I don't, again, I mean, when your sportsmanship policy is written as broadly as the Big Ten is, it's hard to know where the violations even occur other than, you know, the, the, the discussion about spirit of the rule and things of that nature. So, Again, it's, um, I, I will give Michigan credit. They've been taking a lot of shots over the last three weeks, and in a lot of ways, rightfully so. I mean, this isn't a good look to be involved in by any stretch. But people have said, oh, well, when's, Michigan, when's the Michigan response going to come out? When's the drip, drip, drip going to be in favor of Michigan? And they took their time. They feel like they have their receipts. They feel like they have a defense. They feel like they have a chance to you know, take this to court and, and keep Harbaugh on the field. But um, again, I just I, I think we've kind of reached a point of I, as long as Tony Petiti is there, as long as Santa Ono is at Michigan, as long as Ward Manuel is at Michigan, um, I, it's hard for me to see why how tenable that relationship is moving forward. Yeah, and and what it's done and will do and continues to do now and moving forward, the damage is irreparable. Uh, to not only Harbaugh, but to Michigan, uh, to the kids who played uh, under Harbaugh, you know, Connor Stallions, the lone wolf. We don't know that yet. Everything with him is allegations. You know, Bruce Cortade is a good friend of mine, and he's represented me in a couple of key uh, legal things when needed uh, in my 20-plus years back here. And I find him to be objective. Uh, He is a Michigan fan, uh, but... When I look at this and I talk with him and other attorneys I know like Ken Sanders and Tom Sachs or David Gregory, our sports and legal advisor, the NFLPA certified agent, I want to hear what a lawyer has to say. And all they do is basically shake their head and say, I can't believe this is happening. We see that a lot inside our justice system. We see not beyond sports. We see that in America where how is this happening? How, How are good people just being hammered before due process. It's, again, it's, there's no leadership involved. I think that uh, it's, it's been a really rough look for, again, right now it's, just, it's not a good look for anyone. And I'll never argue that Michigan, you know, should be, you know, will be fully exonerated or that this is a witch hunt or that, you know, they shouldn't face any action for what's going on. But, I mean, the investigation to the NCA was open three weeks ago. The Big Ten hasn't submitted evidence that Michigan deems would, you know, qualify them to take action under the sportsmanship policy. So, it's—I I almost feel like I like we're almost gaslit by one side or the other. To like, well, it, it feels clearly wrong, but apparently the conference and and some of Michigan's biggest detractors are all in unison there. And I don't know. Um, it's a weird place to be in, for sure. Uh, reading from the Big Ten statement, uh, the conference, in regards to Harbaugh's three-game suspension, the conference takes exception to the university's suggestion in its response that any determination in this matter is based on, quote, prejudgment and bias. 
The conference does not play favorites among its members, nor does it take actions towards its members based on prejudgment or bias. Uh, Failing to act under the extraordinary circumstances here could lead other conference members reasonably to conclude that the conference has chosen to favor the university over all other members. And I brought up from 2020 when Indiana won the tiebreakers, but Ohio State got to play in the championship game because the Big Ten favored Ohio State and changed the rules. So when they make statements like this, I'm not a lawyer, but I've learned a lot about the legal system in my life, the last five and a half years especially, that statements they've made where they don't play favorites or statements that they make that this isn't a personal attack on Jim Harbaugh, they will get roasted in front of a judge or if this ever goes civilly in front of juries. Yeah, I guess I'll just keep defaulting to this. A lot of the the legal minds that I know or the people that I've um, sort of sought their opinions out on this, and granted, like some of them come at it with a Michigan point of view. There's a lot of humish cross the law grads uh, in my circle, but uh, in general, when when legal people, when objective third party legal people are kind of questioning everything about this and the grounds on which the Big Ten's choosing to take this action, everyone seems confused by it, and, and everyone seems to think that you know, with with a an entity as powerful as Michigan, they're going to find a judge that will that will hear you know, the injunction or the TRO, and there's going to be a court somewhere that will file this. You wouldn't mount the defense that they have without knowledge of that, having those ducks lined up. So I think that's the next step here. Um, Gun to my head at, you know, 520 on Friday night. I still feel like there's a good chance Jim Harbaugh's coaching tomorrow, but it's getting pretty late in the day now. Yeah, I would say we'll know by 7 o'clock-ish, depending if a judge had a dinner or something. It is a holiday. Courts aren't in session, which is even more on the weak move front for the Big Ten. And when they uh, drop the three-game suspension for Harbaugh, Anthony Broom, Chris Ballas, Clayton Safey, John Borden, Doug Skeen, and the crew uh, on this story. Uh, You can follow everything at thewolverine.com. Anthony, appreciate your opinions. All right. Thank you so much, guys.